Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Hey. And on today's episode, we talk about the top five non Disney animated films. Mm-hmm. A list that I have wanted to do forever. Why are we just doing it now? I have a good reason. Okay. I have a reason. Okay. We don't cover animated films very often. Yeah, it's usually just when a Disney one comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't, like, pair a Disney film with <laughs> non-Disney films. Uh, we did Lego Batman. But we had a better list with that. Yeah. We ranked all the Batman. Yep, there you go. Uh, we did Moana. It, we did Into... That's a Disney film. I know. We I did was just, Into I, the Spider-Verse, which we paired with Aquaman. Uh-huh. Yep. Good that times. Because more important. Yep. It was important that we got that out. Fair enough. Wow, how do we not... We don't do animated films that often. No, it's it's a Disney or Pixar film, usually. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the films I like, apparently. Well, well, a lot of the times is because other animated films aren't usually good. We kind of talked about The Grinch-ish. Yeah. We got, like, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. We got, like, six. <laughs> that, that episode was not long. Well, it was, a, it was a Christmas episode. It was a short one. To keep it brief. Josh. Sorry, you wanna you wanna go di- deep dive no. into Grinch? No. All right, opening frame. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. I'm just like Tyler, the creator. I was just gonna let you keep going. <laughs> you just want me to keep rapping the Grinch song? I don't. Okay. But you're. I'm gonna let you dig your own hole. <laughs> <laughs> digging up a hole, digging it. Kylie, you can't be defeated. We just did a great episode, which the listeners heard like a month ago. I'm not. I'm trying to implement classroom management strategies into this podcast. (laughs) Um, I also know classroom management strategies, okay? And I don't fall for years. I know it may seem like I am a child, but I am also in charge of children, okay? I do a pretty, pretty... What? Why are you just staring at me now? It's fine. What, What, Kylie? What do you want? Fine, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet on the podcast. Alright, so we're going to talk about math today. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it's not Disney. <laughs> math! <laughs> It is a list that I came up with at the very beginning of the podcast, and I've been waiting. Been waiting and wait. You've just had this done? Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) It's just not this list done, but I've had the topic. The only list I have had done for... mm, Years? Yeah. So I have one that I wrote September 4th, 2016. Great. Called Worst Worst Sequels. Great, we're gonna get there. I'm still waiting. I might have to edit it a little bit. We have to willingly watch a bad sequel. You act as though that won't happen. Yeah, fair. And then I have uh, War Films, which I made July 9th, 2017. I still gotta catch up on some War Films. I gotta make sure I got them all. So, here we are with animated films. Why didn't we do worse sequels with Deadpool 2? What were we doing with our lives? I don't know. I have no idea what we like compared with that. It's too far in the back. Yeah, right? I'm done. Oh! So, apparently it was side-announced, as in, like, people leak stuff, 
Uh, the Deadpool franchise is pretty much dead at this point. Okay. With the merger of Disney and Fox, uh, the last, anything that's not gone into production within the next three months, which is when the merger is taking place, so in three months they'll officially be like one company making decisions, will, Disney is pretty much said they will not go forward with. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because that means that he will never be too busy for Detective Pikachu. Fair enough. (laughs) Detective Pikachu 2. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Pikachu Mewtwo. That was bad. Pika Mewtwo. No, stop. Oh, sorry. I know nothing. I don't even know what I'm saying. I had a dream <laughs> that you had watched a lot of the anime and you liked it. And I was like, that's not real. I don't think that's out of the question if I watch it, though. Jo- I don't think you'll like it. Maybe not. Josh, yeah. I just, I know you. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah? I just... Wouldn't it be better if you just go in fresh? I mean, I'm going to. <laughs> you can listen to the Pokemon rap, and that's about all I'll let you do. Okay, great. You can learn some Pokemon stuff. Can that I way. listen to the Pokemon Christmas album? No. Okay. Pokemon rap only. Okay. You're going to learn the first gen's names. I think then that our list should be uh, rank the Pokemon, just favorite Pokemon, and I get to do it based off my knowledge. Okay. Do I get to do it based off of my knowledge? Yes. Can I use Pokemon Go also? Uh, dude, you can do whatever you want. So murder? <laughs> but we have to record that list before I watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Oh, man. I feel like you're going to say something like Charmander, because Michael P. Jordan says that he is Charmander. I mean, yep. <laughs> and you're going to be like, number one, Charmander, because Michael P. Jordan likes him, and I trust that fellow. And sometimes I call my cat... <laughs> Charmander. I call him, depending on his mood, I call him Charmander, Charmeleon, or Charizard. Yeah. Charmander is when he's nice and loving. Charmeleon is where he's a real grumpus and you want to, like, like, you want him to leave the room Uh because, like, he's just being so mean. And then Charizard is where he's kind of being, like, snide, but he's not being aggressive. Yeah, fair. Great. Perfect. (sighs) Kylie. You got my attention. Are you ready for the inquiry of the of the Fortnite squared? Nope. Of the of the. Are you ready for the inquiry of the half squared Fortnite? Sure. Great. As we were talking about an animated film. Do you film, want an encouragement? Dude, I've been looking at these the whole time. I was like, Kylie's got Mr. Rogers mints. <laughs> they're encouragements. I want one, please. Are these like they're like Altoids? Um, they're not as harsh as Altoids, I think, but they are cinnamony. Or Peppermint-y. Nice. They're one of them. Altoids are, like, too harsh for I me. I also like that they're Mr. Rogers-themed. Yeah. Encouragement. That's amazing. Why? Because I like you. I love Mr. Rogers. You know, my mom's been on this real tirade about Mr. Rogers recently, uh-huh. but I remember as a child, she didn't like his voice, so we didn't watch him. But now she's like, well, the world's too mean, so we need more Mr. Rogers. And I'm like, if only I could have learned these lessons as a child. It's fine. I learned my lessons from other things. Things like, that Mr. Rogers would not have approved of because uh, they were too loud. Fair enough. <laughs> Me and Mr. Rogers sometimes are similar. <laughs> but you also like some of the things that he probably wouldn't have approved of. Uh, that is also true. Like Ninja Turtles. I love the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And I feel like he would have been like, it's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I only know about Mr. Rogers from that documentary that I saw. Fair enough. I hopefully will learn more when Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers and listen up, Hollywood, Colin Hanks doesn't play one of his adult sons. What are we doing? (laughs) Also, hear me out, Hollywood. Yeah? Colin Hanks to voice Pinocchio. (laughs) 
<laughs> Gotta get it done. He could play the real boy version. <laughs> I hate my idea. I'm so sorry. Josh. Yeah. Okay, your question. I'm sorry, I'll stop interrupting you. You're fine. It's... You're totally fine. Do you have the little prince on your thing? The Little Prince? Yeah. No. That Netflix film? That was a good one. Do you not like it? I do like it a lot. I just kind of forgot about it till now. Is it because you don't have the DVD of it, so? Pretty much. <laughs> if I don't have the DVD, you don't really exist to me. Well, okay. So, kind of what I did mm-hmm. was I put a list of, like, all the things I wanted in contention. And I went over here and I was like, if I don't own it, I probably shouldn't put it on the list. I don't own most of these films. Yes, but there's difference. In the sense of, like, you don't also collect thing, collect them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I don't collect things in Mr. No. <laughs> My yeah. wall would disagree. Your pop wall would very much disagree. I bought one recently. Kylie. Yeah. As we're talking about an animated film early here in 2019, and uh, my inquiry of the half-squared Fortnite is what it what animated film of 2019 are you most looking forward to nope nope yeah none i mean my answer you're gonna go because <laughs> it's already on the calendar okay we're gonna do an episode okay spies in disguise spies in disguise <laughs> why are you most looking forward to spies in disguise well the only other thing i know that's coming out is Frozen 2 and this Lego Batman or Lego movie 2 but <laughs> I mean can you name some of the things that are coming out yes I have I, a list I'm going off of my blanket based knowledge mean, that's a good that was Toy good. Story yes. 4 is uh-huh. also coming out and I don't care alright uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 right don't sorry, care sorry full titles The Hidden World don't care Wonder Park I, I'm sorry I'm gonna apologize to Dragon the movie <laughs> Uh-huh. It's not you. Uh-huh. I just haven't seen the first two. So, like, at this point, I'm just like... Like, when YouTube pops up, like, do you consider seeing this film in theaters? I'm like, maybe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that seems like a lot of work. Isn't like, that considering it, though? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Missing Link. Oh, yeah. I told Savannah I wrote that film. Something called Ugly Dolls. That seems like a... That seems un approved. I think there's, uh... There's, like, dolls that it's based on. Oh, okay. But, okay. I'm not interested. Farmageddon, Shaun the Sheep movie. Secret Life of Pets 2. Toy Story 4. I got a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, just, it, you just ran over that like it didn't matter. I'm gonna try... <laughs> I'm gonna try to just move past the dumb title. Far- Far- Farmageddon, a Shaun the Sheep movie. What if it was just called... Sean the Sheep movie too. Here's what I worry. I saw a trailer for Farmageddon, a Sean the Sheep movie. Do they talk? Two years ago. Oh, okay. And it's just now coming out. Well, you know. I mean, Sean the Sheep, the movie, is a nearly perfect movie. We'll get there. I know. We'll get there when we get there. Secret Life of Pets 2, without Louis C.K., Good, good call there, everybody. Toy Story 4. Uh, this has, correctly so, The Lion King listed down here. Because that is not a live-action movie. Wish Dragon. Uh, Playmobil the movie. 
No idea what this is. No idea. Kylie, are you okay? Playmobile? Yeah. Like, like the brand. Uh, the CG animated feature is inspired by German Playmobile brand toys. They kind of look like knockoff Legos. Kylie, Kylie, you gotta come back to the microphone. You gotta, you gotta express some of these feelings. I remember when the Lego movie came out, uh-huh. and I didn't see it for reasons. Uh-huh. But one of those reasons was it just looked like a commercial. And here we are with this ugly dolls. Here we are with the Playmobiles. And here we are with maybe a Peeps movie. And here we are with Trolls. And here we are with Smurfs. And here we are all over again. Yeah. It's all Gotta about- sell the, make, make them as toyetic as possible. Oh, gosh. Angry Birds 2. You have to wait so long for Spies in Disguise. It's not out till September, Kylie. I, it's on the calendar already, though. It shan't be moved. Abominable, formerly known as Everest. Uh, the Adams Family, Frozen Two, Klaus. There you go. That's your. That's What's your... Klaus about? <laughs> it's a uh, Netflix. I'm not. Inter- film I'm not interested anymore. You can stop. Produced by a Spanish animation company. Maybe I'm on board. Directed by somebody named Sergio Pablos, one of the finest animators of his generation, according to this article. Uh, he is the man who uh, came up with the idea for Despicable Me and Smallfoot. And now he's on his own. Doing Klaus. It's an origin of Santa Claus. So maybe it's called Claus. Maybe it's called Claus. It's okay, Josie. Stop talking. Oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have had you read those out to me. Yeah, why not? I just, I'm sad now. <laughs> did uh, did any of those uh, peek over Spies in Disguise? No. So. Here's what I think. Yeah. They should have done. Mm-hmm. They should have not told me that he becomes a bitch <laughs> in the trailer. I think that would have been a nice, nice little thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. Just like all of a sudden, like what, what am I watching? <laughs> I also would have been on board with it. Just like twist, he's a pigeon. <laughs> what is happening? I would have gotten Cena, Will Smith's in it, like Tom Holland's in it. Okay, but think of the buzz they would have got. Like if, like, has everyone been like, dude, you have to go watch this movie? I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but like. <laughs> Twist. Twenty minutes in, he's a pigeon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying here. Yeah. <laughs> like it. Listen, it just looks stupid. Like yeah. The Hotel Transylvania film. So like, I, I'm just number one of the year. You've already got me. Why are we trying? Why are we trying anymore? So. If it didn't have a stupid title, my, my most anticipated animated film of the year would probably be Shaun the Sheep 2. Farmageddon. <laughs> I'm not going with Farmageddon. I'm too worried about Toy Story 4 and I don't care about Frozen 2. 
So that leaves me with the Adams Family. Which we're going to both do episodes on. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Unless, like, something tragic happens and then it's just me and Sylvana or you and Sylvana. Yeah. I don't... Listen, if Frozen 2 comes out in a time where there's other things we want to talk about, we just will talk about the other things. Gosh! Unless you're, like, gonna, like, rail hard for Frozen 2. Let it go again! Let it go again! Still letting it go! (laughs) Letting it go! I just can't let it go! What's gonna be the conflict there? Because now the sisters are friends. I watched the one where they had tradition, so they're friends now. Tradition! Sorry. It's not that film. Uh... Or they're yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, but it's good yelling. Um, have they made me feel really guilty? Yeah, cheese. <laughs> um, so like, what's gonna be the conflict? Like a bad person? Like I've seen that. Like the biggest, con- the best, like the thing. That Maybe f- it's just gonna be about them trying to rule their kingdom and be good leaders. And they're not very good at it. Yeah, and they gotta like learn to be good leaders. <laughs> Maybe Olaf will melt. It's just a it's just a bunch of vignettes of them trying to like lead their kingdom. I bet it's about freaking Anna getting married to Kristoff. I bet that's the main con- conflict of it. Yeah. Well, it can't be that hard. What's it called? Rivendale? Rivendale? <laughs> Arendale? Yeah, okay, I was close. You were. You, <laughs> you got it mixed up with the elf kingdom. It can't be that difficult to run it because no one ran it for freaking 18 years or whatever until she was of age. It's so obviously it's Everyone pretty... Everyone was just being nice. It's self-sustaining. Yeah. Like everyone there can just do their own jobs and get it together with. You... It's going to be like, I want to marry Kristoff. You can't, he's a commoner, but I want to. It's the movie. I don't think, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter because she's not even in line. Like her sister would have to die for her to be like in line with the throne, and like, like, like monarchs marry like regular people all the time. That's why the British marriages okay. are so all important. Right. Here. Maybe there's been like a real harsh economic Winter, crisis, a real harsh summer, and and also melting. She's gonna melt it. Um, and Wandering Oakens is going out of business. And so they gotta save Wandering Oakens, like government bailout. Yoo-hoo. There it is. And then everyone's really upset because Why are we, we... trying so hard to make this film good, Josh? And everyone's really upset because we can't find Elsa's emails and uh like... <laughs> what this movie's about, right? Hans comes back and he's he's planting orange trees everywhere and he's trying to run for king again. Okay, what if we got to our list? Okay, great, perfect. Uh, friends, if you want to answer the inquiry of the half fortnight, nope, in half squared fortnight, you can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five star review or any star review. Hit that subscribe button. Ding. We'll read that. Uh, we'll read that review out loud. You get to know when our episodes are coming out. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. And now, on with the show. I'm so sorry. What are you sorry for? Glasses reviews just came in. Glasses reviews came in? Yeah. Man, we've already reviewed that like a month ago on this podcast. Oh, this gets cut. <laughs> oh, okay. Guess what its Rotten Tomato score is? Uh, 86. 38. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'm so sorry that... I'm so sorry. I'm just excited to be right. Like, that's Okay. <laughs> Who was saying you were going to be wrong? 
I was worried. I, no one was saying I was going to be wrong. I was just worried that I was going to be wrong, and I was going to be the only person that hated this movie. What if it's like the reverse of Split, where Split had a super high critic score, but you didn't like it, and this has a super low critic score? And you're <laughs> but I of, love it. You're kind of like, yeah. 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 That, tra- that trailer's a hot mess. The sad thing is, is like, Mr. Glass is actually a legit interesting character. Whatever. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's not you. It's M. Night. David Sims gave it a positive review. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Here he is. (laughs) But that's because he, like, is kind like, he's not quite a contrarian, but there's times where I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, boy? But what he does is he's very good at watching a movie for what it is nothing more nothing less mm-hmm. and he de- and like for him being on the connoisseur of context podcast he's good at looking at an individual film and just assessing it on that and even by this review like a, a, a singularly strange and meta sequel that's bound f- to infuriate most of his devoted fans like He's saying... All but his most devoted fans. He's saying that, like... It's for people like me. (laughs) Yes. That there's a very specific taste of people who are going to like this movie. Have you listened... Did you listen much to the Wachowski podcast? I haven't. Like, I'm like... They do reference them all all the time as, like, great filmmakers. Mm -hmm. Well, and, like, he was like, Aquaman is a lot like Jupiter Ascending, but, like, underwater. And, and like he's like it's not as good as what the Wachowskis do and I'm like I'm like yeah but I don't get a headache by watching <laughs> Aquaman like I feel like I'm gonna vomit when watching Fair. Speed Racer alright here we go okay any rules uh rules provisos quid pro quos I had one yeah well I struggled okay with a word oh okay um <laughs> Disney was that the word <laughs> well so a lot of times I base my knowledge of what things are Based on your collection. Okay. 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 So, like... So, these are books. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Not quite. So, so, so you... You separate all of your Disney stuff. Yes. But it's somehow also together. Okay? Because, like, over yonder is Pixar. Uh Uh-huh. And down yonder is Marvel and Star Wars, but they're not together. They're still separate. Yes. And then over here um, is Disney Animation Studios, but Mary Poppins is no longer there. I don't see it. Uh, she... Is she over here? She is. She's over here. I think. Yep. She's right there. Yeah. I see her. And Returns is going to go over here. Okay. In Family. Because that's a movie. Yeah. It's not a film. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I've always just been like, those are part of the Disney umbrella. And then, immediately after Disney Animated Classics is Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I guess that's Disney. Um, Studio Ghibli things got talked a lot about on studio on uh, Disney Channel. Uh-huh. They took... Disney Channel stars for the English dubs a lot of times yes. to dub them. Uh, so I was like, I guess Miyazaki might not make my list. Okay. Uh, just because I didn't want to break the rules. 
just to finish this, following the the Ghibli's are Muppets, which are also on the Disney brand, and then on the bottom is Disney Afternoon. So, uh, so so I don't I don't have Miyazaki films okay. here. I which I feel like which I feel like we need to just just say one of one of his best films uh-huh. is part of the memorial because yes. we talk about it all the time. Yes, I wrote one just as soon as Josh said it should be okay. In my honorable mentions. It wouldn't have made my list, but it's an honorable mention. I can take the one that's in my list out and talk about something else. Do you have Tortoro? I do have Tortoro on my list. That's up to you. Uh, let's do this. Okay, so here, let's just have this conversation about Miyazaki and where Studio Ghibli falls. Great. The reason why I considered it in there is because Studio Ghibli is its own studio. <laughs> Disney doesn't have any actual creative or financial control about what they do the only connection to them is that they disney a company after john lasseter came in and took over um started releasing their films um in america and so they were the production studio that released them but they didn't have any say over over the content that was there uh the english dubs were overseen by lassiter an employee of disney through them but at the end of the day the creative choices were left with ghibli as the studio so it's a kind of a hit and miss kind of like all right because if you're you're saying the original versions or the english dub versions or whatever it might be so yes i get why that's a, a sticky ground there the actual reason that they're set off to the side over there is so Anne can find them easier but they would just go right there. But, yeah, that's a true story. But also, they are kind of under the Disney brand, so I felt like... You're right. I'm going to take... I'm sorry. I, I didn't no, mean no. to start you the Civil right. War. You are right. You didn't start a Civil War. I'm going to take... I'm sorry, Iron Man. I'm going to... I just love... I'm in love with Bucky. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Totoro off my list. I feel like we've also talked about Totoro a little bit, so that's not the end of the world. I feel like we've talked about Spirited Away a bit, and Totoro. And, yeah. So, uh, what was the one that you put on your honorable mentions? Howl's Moving Castle. Howl's Moving Castle. Great. Do you want to talk about Howl's? I don't think we've... I don't think that we've talked about Howl's all that much. It'll come someday. Great. Oh, man. Now we got to put one of these in. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, why not while this? So we do have... So my rules provide those quid pro quos were as follows. Um, I, since we were doing non-Disney animated films, I took that to mean like animated films that were geared towards children. So there are stuff that like I didn't consider because it was like adult animation for adults or for a wide audience as well. So my list is stuff I think that's just targeted towards kids or kids in general um but families but families yes basically i'm not considering the south parks of the world or the grave of the fireflies of the world because those are probably children shouldn't watch those you know not without adult supervision i'm not here to cater to (laughs) children i'm here for my own means for your own means yeah nice all right um we made this a memorial list for two films because we felt like there was two films that were the correct one and two answers. Not sure which order, but the two films uh, are The Iron Giant and Spirited Away. Two of the most popular non-Disney films yes. of times. So go for it. Chat about uh, those films for a second while I figure out what uh, my new number five is. Oh, they're great. <laughs> That's not giving me a lot of time to figure <laughs> out what my new number five is. Um, 
Iron Giant. I feel like I so Iron Giant has a formula to it where a kid meets a weird thing and then like it helps it through their trauma. Um, but I, what Iron Giant just does such a good job of using that formula and then also creating this essentially a weapon that doesn't want to be a weapon and wants to do good and its metaphor with Superman is really strong. Spirited Away uh, creates this fantastical realism um, and it's just about this little girl who's trying to save her parents but in the process she's going around and helping people and making friends and everyone wants to help her because she's just so nice to everyone and everyone's on board. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I think that both films are excellent, as Kylie stated. I think for whether it be their story or their animation or their place in history, that Spirited Away and The Iron Giant are clearly the two, like, these are the pinnacle of non-Disney animation. And they're better than a lot of Disney films also. So, yes. Cool, cool. Awesome. All right. With my list, I also, there was so much to consider and so much to kind of go through. I kind of tried to pare it down to different decades or eras of animation as well so i can talk a little bit about each one of those when we get to those kind of eras as well uh i don't have yeah so anyway we'll, we'll go there do you want me to go first or do you want to go first number five is boy in the world boy in the world go for it <laughs> so i hear this argument a lot with a lot of animated films that make it into the best animated picture category with the oscars um, where they, they end up taking a film that no one has heard of and no one has seen. Uh, and, and some people are kind of, uh, uh, irked about it. Now, Boy in the World, very little plot. It's all just about this little boy who's walking around the world. Uh, and the animation of it is so beautiful. And there's very little dialogue through it. And the story and the plot are kind of like very superfluous but what this film does is that it uses its animation extremely well to tell a story in this journey about a boy who's essentially like dealing with his family and things i think it's mostly i think it's specifically his father that he's trying to like overcome the relationship with him and it's just it's so good the way that it uses uh animation to tell the story without having to create so much talky talk and it's so beautiful no one saw it when was it out i saw it in an empty theater i was in college i was at i know i was in college it was probably like 2014 Uh uh-huh where is it from do you know it is (laughs) (laughs) i want to say mexico that's a country Um... i want to say Spain. I want to say, I want to say Mexico. Okay. I was gonna say it's Spanish language, but okay. I'm gonna check. Okay. Uh, very wrong. Okay. It is from Brazil. 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 So it could still be. It's Portuguese then. Yep. Okay. Although they're in the same language family, so that makes sense of but, like. But really, like, it's not actually Portuguese because they do it backwards. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, you sound like you accept that, but you will, the face that you make. I'm sure if I watch it, I will accept it. <laughs> All right. Nice. Awesome. Uh, do you know if it's streaming? Can anyone find it anywhere? No. 
Okay. It's for me. (laughs) (laughs) Kylie's like, I'm telling you about this so that you won't watch it. Uh, I'm sure you could find it if you like, if you try hard enough. If at first you don't succeed, try harder. If at first you don't succeed, illegally stream. If at first you don't succeed, just hang off the side of a, the door and then freeze to death. I want to be clear that I don't support illegal streaming. I just, it, I, it's not something that, I, like, if you can't find it, just rent it or buy it. Yeah, $4 on Amazon. Perfect. It's fine. All right. Get over it. So I will say for my list, uh, starting in here, I I think my list is a little bit American-centric because that's where a lot of the films that I look for. I don't have a lot of knowledge of international I animation. Just... Sorry, that was no worries. I don't have a lot of knowledge of international animation. It's on it's... Netflix, everyone! Oh, there it is. You've done it. As of January 13th. Okay. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> unless unless so the good. film has been nominated for an Oscar or something, it's kind of hard. It, it's hard that it breaks into this country and that I can see it. Uh, but I, I think I do need to seek out more international animation. But anyway, so my list here is kind of broken out into some, some decades or styles or just different things. And so my... Kind of sliding in here at my number five, my new number five, one of my honorable mentions before, will represent an era of animation that I don't actually think is all that wonderful. And this might be my personal bias, but 90s animation that's not Disney is not my favorite in all the land. I don't love the Anastasias of the world. I don't love the Thumbelinas of the world, the Swan Princesses. Even the, like, All Dogs Go to Heavens are starting to get really weird. The Pebbles and the Penguins and the Baltos. Like, it's it's the Disney Renaissance and kind of everything else. And that, again, that's my personal opinion on all of that stuff. I, 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 I'm I sure I watched it as a kid. It just didn't stick with me as well. You already want to do the Booth films? I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I started watching some of them and I... I, I it, the, like, 80s Bluth is really good, though. 90s Bluth. We'll get there. Is, is, yeah. so the, Will we get there? Apparently. Uh, we, we won't. I don't know. I, I'd still do Bluth just to look at... Because the reason I wanted to do Bluth was to maybe try to reassess some of this opinion and see if I, it's right in my brain or not. The couple that I watched, I didn't love. And so, rewatched as an adult, I didn't love. But I still like 80s Bluth. We're going to get to some 80s Bluth. No worries. Um, but my film that makes it here is Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Uh, Fern Gully is a film that I really enjoy watching. I, I think I remember that the uh, performance from Robin Williams is Batty. I really enjoyed as a kid and I would quote a lot. And then there's Tim Curry's performance as Hexus, the evil oil uh, smoke cloud that is in the film. And it's just a story I remember watching a whole lot as a kid. I remember enjoying the environmental take on it as an adult, but also as a kid being like, oh yeah, we should protect the rainforest, the rainforest, and we should really be aware of the environment that we have. And I think that it's a film that still holds up with its messaging, even though that it is a little bit dated with its Walkman dance sequence. Um, but it's a good time. I think it's also well animated, and I like Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Story about magic fairies and pixies. and I haven't seen it. Yeah, there you go. 
I know that everyone was like, Avatar, it's just Fern Gully, so I guess maybe I've seen it. A little bit. <laughs> Avatar is like Fern Gully mixed with Pocahontas, but yes. Which are pretty much the same stories, but alright, fair enough. I would rather sit down and watch Fern Gully than Pocahontas. Like, Fern Gully is at least, like, they have similar messages. They're like, save the trees. Don't be a jerk. Uh, but... There are fairies in that? In Fern Gully? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you think I wanted to see Ernest Fowl? I, okay, so... Do you even know me? No, but, like, I was, didn't think that you'd want to see what I thought... I, I thought, like, you wouldn't want to see one of, like, the big ones. And so, I was just guessing the smaller ones. I thought it was episode nine, to be fair, like... No, I feel like... Here, I'm... I, prove me wrong, Disney. Okay, what we're talking about is Josh <laughs> sent me a list of all the Disney films going out, and he said, guess what I'm most excited for? I said, Captain Marvel. Penguins was really high up there. I was like, it's probably gonna be something stupid like that. It was Penguins. It was Penguins. Yeah. And, but... And then I was like, can you guess what mine was? And then Josh went through this ridiculous... <laughs> response <laughs> but prove me wrong Disney the reason why I'm not very excited for episode 9 is because one Han Solo didn't make a ton of money so I feel like they're like well I don't I don't really know how it did fine at fine best fine at best yeah um I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be playing it very safe they're bringing back J.J. Abrams, who J.J. Abrams had a very hard task in front of him bringing back the episode 7. I think he did a good job, but he played it safe. And I feel like Disney is just going to be like, everyone's angry about Star Wars, so we'll just play it safe. You're not wrong. I think that is going to be a hindrance of episode 9. Like, uh, But I hope that what J.J. does is he... What my worry about episode 9 is that he's just going to erase The Last Jedi. Retcon. And so I'm going to be upset if that happens. Yeah. But Star Wars episode... all the fanboys and their can love their classic Luke Skywalker again. It's fine. Star Wars episode nine, episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying, listen, if you don't love the Last Jedi, that's totally fine. Don't love the Last Jedi. It's the the, the, the like if you don't love it for like reasons of cinematic quality or what it is, but if you're like upset because they changed Star Wars terminology and they changed the characters, then I'm like, yeah, characters have growth, characters change. Like, that's a true story. You may not like where it goes, but it's... Anyway, sorry. I don't want to relitigate The Last Jedi right now, but yes. Anyway. Please don't erase The Last Jedi. I know you're going to. It's going to make me upset. And then Josh suggested that number th that it would be Artemis Fowl, which... <laughs> I was like, okay, if it's not episode nine, it's... Because I was also it's something like... something weird. <laughs> yeah, I was also like, it's going to be something weird, right? Like... You can't have something normal. Artemis Fowl. <laughs> it wasn't Artemis Fowl. Then you said Endgame, and I said, no, that's going to do the opposite of what I want. It's going to bring the I knew it wasn't Captain Marvel, so I was like... <laughs> Listen, I... When we get to Captain Marvel, I'll be excited and I'll probably have a good time, but I'm just like, it's just look bland. it just looks bland. I'm sorry, it looks Second bland. trailer's better than first trailer. Yeah, because they're not like, oh my gosh, it's Samuel L. Jackson! It's like, oh my gosh, a cat! <laughs> uh, what do you mean? They're not like, oh my gosh, it's a blockbuster! <laughs> oh my gosh, she's gonna punch an old- Listen- Listen, let me go into that film thinking that she's just going to punch out an old lady. Don't show me that this old lady is something evil. 
I was far more interested when I thought that she was just punching an old woman. The answer is Dumbo. She, you're most excited about Dumbo. But I thought the Burton was like the thing that was holding you off there. Okay. Here's my thing. Yeah. Um, this looks like Burton-esque, but without him giving getting the, the whole leash. He's not off the leash. Okay. He's on a leash. They're like... Now go, but we're gonna hold you. They were Get, like, ah, stop choking yourself. Come on, come they back. They were like, we saw House in Wonderland. <laughs> and we like the money. <laughs> but. But. <laughs> okay, let's read it in a bit. Okay. So, I mean, like, it, it looks very new Burton-y. It looks, Big Eyes has, like, bright colors. And Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children's bright colors and so it looks like he's working outside of his like normal palette yeah his old palette what i'm hoping is that it's more big eyes big fish mm-hmm. territory even ed wood territory than anything else and like i just like maybe like he's gonna be like yeah circuses are bad because like the last circus movie didn't say that to us it made it look like a great time and i'm like no we need to feel sad for these animals <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> Dumbo is also a property, which is, like, why I'm more on board with, like, maybe the Dumbos and the Jungle Books and the Cinderella's than I am the Aladdins and the Lion Kings. But Dumbo is a property that, and I think I've said this, so I'm going to make it short, but, like, that needs rebooting. It's, that old movie is almost too, pro- I would never say don't show it to anybody, because that old movie actually is really beautiful and really well animated, but there are enough problematic elements in that movie that it might be okay to have a different entry point into the Dumbo lore. Lexicon. Lexicon. And then you can go show the old Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Also, Danny DeVito. Also. You, did, you were like, yeah, you gotta love that Colin. And I was like, you're not even considering Danny. Yeah. Colin's only got one arm at some point in that film. <laughs> we're gonna find out yep. why. That's why I'm so angry. <laughs> All right. This has been a lot of Disney talk for a non-Disney episode. <laughs> says um, the Disney fan. Uh, is it me? Yeah. Sean the Sheep. He's Sean, Sean the Sheep. sheep. He's Sean, Sean the, the Sheep. sheep. He's not afraid See, you know to take the like, leap. You know how I don't like people talking? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Oh, I'm oh, afraid I've seen oh, a... Oh, it's sheep. I've seen, like, a pattern that's gonna be here in a little, a few of these films. So Sean the Sheep. Very little dialogue. Is your number one just an animated version of a Charlie Chaplin film that you made? <laughs> Yeah, I made this film. <laughs> I wrote all these films. Yeah. Show the Sheep is... Show the Sheep is like a fun little stop motion picture where it's like there's a lot of heart and they show the heart through the animation. I think that that's what's interesting about my picks for Shaun the Sheep and Boy in the World is that you tell a story without telling the story. You're showing the story the entire time and the animation that they use is really, really good to tell the story and they create these characters who they don't speak to each other. But I clearly understand Sean. I clearly understand the dog. I understand Timmy. I understand the farmer. I understand exactly what is happening but you don't have to use all of these words. You only speak when it's necessary necessary or funny and it's gurgly goop yeah they don't even speak they're like rrr, rrr, rrr. do the human characters never actually use words no i don't think so i oh, think okay. that it's all like rrr. nice why <laughs> why 
And so I'm just here, and I'm just like, I get it. I get it. Listen, we just, no one went and saw Shaun the Sheep the movie in theaters when it was here. It was just me in an empty theater. There's a picture I really like of me, like, in front of the Shaun the Sheep poster, like, smiling, because I was so happy, because I saw the cartoons as a child, and I was just like, it's Shaun the Sheep. It's just a good, fun time. It's fun, and it's good, and, like, the jokes are great. Visual jokes. It's all there. I saw Shaun the Sheep in theaters. It's the greatest film ever made. I saw it twice. Greatest film ever made. It's really good. It at one point had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I don't know if it still does. And it but, has a 99. Oh, some jerk. Yeah. Took down Shaun the Sheep. Shaun the Sheep is great. Shaun the Sheep would have been, Shaun the Sheep the movie would have been on my list had it not been on yours. I kind of wanted to try to get some not crossover for this episode. So there's some stuff that's on your list that I was like, I'm just going to talk about it when it comes up on your list. Uh, Shaun the Sheep is beautiful. It's so fun. It's just a good time. Like I said, I saw it twice in theaters. I literally, we saw it in theaters and then we went to the drive-thru to watch it again. It's a good time. And you're right about its heart and that it's the way that it uses visual to tell a story. Yeah, it's just wonderful. I don't have any connection to Shaun the Sheep outside of that movie. So it was, it was a good time to go back there. Ardman does really good work and... To be fair, the reason why I think something like Shaun the Sheep works and their their next film after that, Early Man, didn't is because Early Man, there's a lot of pun and a lot of play on words and a lot of like just kind of rote storytelling. And the animation is still fun and there are some good sequences in Early Man, but Shaun the Sheep is what they do well. And then from Wallace and Gromit to Shaun the Sheep, that's just kind of how they work really well. It's just take a simple story and tell it really beautifully. Farmageddon. Just what's your number four? Number four is How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, so this represents current not current animation and so some of the the things in there. And so there is a lot of good work done in, in animation recently, especially through especially in major studios. I think that we are seeing good animation done on a big budget. Well. Uh, it, uh, one of the sentences that I've said a lot is it's not hard to make a beautifully animated movie anymore because studios do it all the time. Even I think some of the lesser films are very well animated. On Hotel Transylvania. I don't think it's lesser. It's not a Storks or a Smallfoot or a Trolls, Angry Birds, never-ending list of but they are boss well. baby boss baby like there is good animation that's happening in there when they're paying for the animation to happen there's also a lot of poor animation that's happening on like netflix and streaming and like the leaps of the world and so i don't like like that's cheap animation it I'll make, looks bad i'm gonna make a statement why yeah. just hear me out yeah maybe the animators care yeah and so they're like well i'm gonna try my hardest even with a weird story mm -hmm. yeah so, How to Train Your Dragon is a movie that I didn't think I was going to love. And I do. I really like the character of Hiccup. I like the character, uh, the dragon that he befriends. Toothless. Toothless. I, I haven't even seen this film, Josh. There you go. That's because I spent a lot of time at Build-A-Bear Workshop. <laughs> uh, easily, hands down, the best Gerard Butler performance there's ever been as uh, Stoic the Viking, the uh, Hiccup's father. 
I it just the movie has a good heart and it's got that very standard children's story of find who you're meant to be within your world but I think it's told really well and it's all about accepting yourself and it's about changing the world to accept others as well and to accept all creatures and, and again I just think it's got a really nice message it's animated beautifully the characters are really fun yeah, good time. How to Train Your Dragon. It's, it's, I, I don't think it's, it, it's one of those things that by watching it, I think you feel more about what it's about than having somebody describe it. So, uh, I'm, don't know how excited I am about the third one. I'll see it. I've seen both of them in theaters. I do like them a lot, but I, it, it's interesting that they're dropping it. I don't think that DreamWorks has faith in the How to Train Your Dragon franchise anymore because they're dropping it in February, like, two weeks after the Lego movie 2. So. Yeah. Have to train your dragon. Number four. Number three is Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo! Oh. Kubo's on the number three? Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll see. I'm sorry, do you want me to move it up? No. All right, too late. It's moved up. It would have been, it would have been higher on my list. Number three is really good. Number three is great. Like, why are you, like, attacking it? I'm or not, are you shaming it? I'm not. Where do you want me to put it? Wherever you would like. Number no, three. give me a number. One. Oh, it's not one. <laughs> it's allowed to be two or it's allowed to be three. Two, one and a half. You want it to be number two? One and a half. All right, number three is... No, no, no. Leave it at three. Leave no. it at three. Leave it at three. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie's growling. <laughs> Kylie's growling. <laughs> Go, three, Kubo, two strings. Not one. N not one string, not three strings. The two strings. Two strings. Kubo and the two strings. Oh, this is a this is a hard film. Lot lots of heart, lots of fun, lots of great times. Did you say it's a hard film or yeah. a heart film? Hard. Okay. This film, there's a lot of emotions. Yeah. The last like 30 minutes of this film is a lot of tears. Yes. <laughs> just a lot of crying constantly. Tears for days. You're just, like, so invested in these three characters of, like, Beetle, Monkey, and Kubo. And you just want him to be able to, like, stop his grandpa. And, like, there's scary... Stupid Ray Fiennes. And there's scary witches. <laughs> Silly Rooney Mara. <laughs> Those witches are terrifying. Yes. And they, their faces are sharp. And, like... <sighs> There's so much, like, ties to family, and the the film, the film, the film has a very bittersweet ending, but you're kind of just like, okay, Kubo has learned to accept, like, he starts out the film like, tell me about my dad! Mom's like, no. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> try, try again, Kubo. <laughs> Tell me about my dad. Ask again later, huh? And so, but like by the end, he just has come to accept that his father isn't around anymore, and you're just kind of you're so sad. Number three. Why is it three, Kylie? <laughs> it's fine. It's good. Because the other two are on my 100 list. I oh, don't know if, fair enough. I don't know if Kubo is on my 100s list. Fair. Fair enough. I do love this it. was the first movie that I've seen you like just like gross tears <laughs> at. Not in a bad way, but like it was like, oh, Kylie is this is an emotional experience. Like I was also in tears during this movie. Kubo is a beautiful movie. It is so well told and so well animated, and it just, to me, it's just the pinnacle of what animation is and can do. It is 
it would have been my number one had it been on my list. Um, <laughs> fine, you can have it! No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but it's such it's such a powerful story. And it, and how it uses its visual and its imagery. I love the the little the little tiny Honzo that is made out of paper that he plays with his two strings. I love just the world of mythology and the fairy tale nature that it has. I think it's properly scary but also properly sweet. It's beautiful. I, I don't want to pass through this conversation without talking about some of the criticisms that have been have been hurled on the film in the sense of that we have Charlize Theron, Matthew McConaughey, Art Parkinson, Ralph Fiennes, and Rooney Mara. Rafe. Rafe Fiennes, thank you. Um, all white actors in the lead of this Asian story. And it, even though that most of the supporting characters are of Asian descent, the, the lead characters are not. And that is something that, that, that I wish was different about this film. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the last very big films that does that trend because yeah. following we get something we get our moanas we're getting coco maybe yes. it's just disney that's doing it uh, i mean maybe i shouldn't ma- put my stake in this. no 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 i think that you are <laughs> seeing the trend of everyone is going to try to like let's get have more representation of our cast as and stuff like that even so. we've talked about the issues with isle of dogs but at least isle of dogs tries that with its human characters yes if it's not mostly yes yeah, yeah, yeah for the most part isle of dogs does a good job because the dogs who are speaking english mm-hmm. i guess are supposed to represent an american sensibility so anyway and then even the human characters of something like ferdinand who are all who all the human characters are voiced by um uh, the Latinx. Yes, uh, actors. Even though all the animals are not, we're trying. We're we're, we're trying. We're working. We're trying. We're. <laughs> it's 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 going there. I think that you're right when you led with Moana and Coco being <laughs> yeah. the good examples, and then I brought two um, not as good examples. It's fine. It's it's. You're right. We're in a weird transition of the world, and I think the reason what's different is though is if you look at something like Ferdinand, you look at something like Isle of Dogs. I think those were very conscious choices to say that, all right, we have at least a character or story reason as to why some we would not have appropriate appropriate casting. Kubo, I think you're right, is one of these last vestiges of like, we're just going to cast famous people no matter what, you know, like in these roles instead of actual people that are of the same ethnicity as the characters. And so that is a knock on Kubo. I, I, I have to say that is a true story, but I will also then go on to say that I don't think that Travis Knight or any of the actors are meaning disrespect to the characters. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a form of privilege that is on display that is just something that needs to be addressed and looked at. And, and I think that Charlize Theron and Matthew McConaughey in particular do a really good job of portraying these characters just as characters. And, and they were good choices to be in those roles. Mm-hmm. But something to just address. I'm sorry that I didn't put your number one as my number one. That's I okay. guess I did it wrong. You didn't do it wrong. I just have personal connections. That's okay. There you go. I only have seven animated films on my 100 list. Can you believe that? 
Who want to know how many I have on my Here, list? I'll find out. You talk. You okay. talk. I'll figure it out for you. My number three represents uh, the older generation of animations, and it went back and forth between the classic Charlotte's Web, uh, which makes an honorable mention for me, and the film that kind of ended up on here, which is the Rankin and Bass adaptation of The Hobbit. My, uh, my love for this film is pretty strong. It goes back to, so, elementary school. I'm thinking fourth grade in particular. We were Mythical on... Mythical seven. Um, what? Mythical seven. Mythical seven. Uh, but no, this was actual fourth grade, so I was like eight or nine. Like, um, once a month on Thursdays, we would get to, during lunchtime, pick a movie to watch. And we Thursdays happen to be the best lunch day ever, chili and cinnamon roll day. And chili and cinnamon roll day is a glorious day where you get served chili and cinnamon rolls. And if you're like, that's gross, you're wrong. It's not. Um, I don't know. All of your anime, all 15 of your animated films on your 100s list are uh-huh. all Disney. That's not surprising. <laughs> what are the 15 that are on my list? Nemo, Roger Rabbit, Up, Aladdin, Wally, Lion King, Pinocchio, Monster Sink, Inside Out, Toy Story. Some of them are Pixar, I know, I'm just saying. No, no, yeah, we're counting that, yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Lilo and Stitch, Winnie the Pooh. Lilo and Stitch isn't even on mine. Lilo and Stitch, Winnie the Pooh, which I think is 2011? Yeah, probably. Goofy Movie and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Why isn't the other Winnie the Pooh here? Because I actually like that one better. Although the other one I just have more of a history with. Okay, that's fine. I just know that the other one's the one you watch on planes. It's true. And you fly a bit. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, on Chili and Cinnamon Roll Day, we <laughs> got to watch a movie, and we would often pick this. This or the animated Lord of the Rings. Um, but The Hobbit, it's, to me, this is, when they made the giant Hobbit trilogy... I was like, why? We already have a perfect perfect film version of The Hobbit. It's Rankin and Bass's wonderful animated version. The The animation is based on some of the pictures that were involved with the, the book. And the voice actors are just super... I don't even know who they are, but they're wonderful. I, I do know that director Otto Priminger is a voice in this, uh, um, which is strange. But anyway... It's just a fun version of that that story. It hits all the points that you need. It makes Bilbo this sweet, loving character. And Gandalf's kind of this, like, high and mighty wizard. It's different in a lot of ways, but it's everything that you need that story to be. A fun adventure of Bilbo and these dwarves going to get their treasure back from Smaug. I like this a lot. It's... I think it may be forgotten a little bit to the history books, but yeah, I love the 1970s version of The Hobbit. Good times. It's easy not to try. What? What are you singing over there? Um, that's a song. Oh, it's for the animated movie Return of the King. Sorry, my bad. Oh, okay. Not for yes. that one. But I always know it's so easy not to try as a song, because I sing it to children all the time when they don't try. And then I say, but you're, nothing goes ha- nothing happens if you don't. I have no Disney films on my 100. Guys, Ooh, so I feel yes. really bad. That's okay. You don't have to. I do, because, like, they are important. I really feel bad for Lilo and Stitch. I mean, there you go. My number two. 
My, uh, I did not cater to kids on my list because I don't care. And so my number two. Okay, I don't think I'm catering <laughs> to children. It was just when the topic was non-Disney films, like it felt like we were specifically alienating a section of films that were not designed to like be like adult theme. Listen, Disney makes a choice not to fair. do the adult fair. theme. Yes. So my number two. It's a little ditty called Mary and Max. <gasps> I love this movie. Is good, it okay that it's choice. my number two? Good choice. Are you okay with that? I mean, yes. Okay, so Mary and Max. <laughs> Mary and Max is this very, based on a true friendship, is this very peculiar story about um, these two pen pals who, one is a little girl and one is a man who has a lot of issues that he is He's trying to... He, I guess. He's on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum. Yeah. He is also agoraphobic. He is a, an agoraphobic. Um, For the listeners who may not totally know what that means. He's afraid to go outside. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, I, the listeners thought that's what you meant, but we just weren't totally sure. You're okay. He also has health issues and he's just, he's trying to do his thing and he has a lot of anxiety with life and this little girl helps him overcome it and it's just a sweet little story between how it's, it's like spider-man into the spider-verse how two people who are so different can connect to each other and the themes are universal and like just like when max like stops writing to mary you just like start bawling your eyes out and then they finally meet oh my gosh they meet oh it's really pretty yeah uh I it don't... deals with a lot of depressing themes like suicide and depression. See, this is the thing that I was going to say is, because I considered this for my list as well too, and then I also kind of came down and I was like, I don't know if I would show this to a small child. But as we're also talking about it, I was like, you know, if there is like a late elementary school kid, I think if you sat and watched it with them, I think it would be a really good watch and a really good introduction into this conversation about people and things and and the issues that we can deal with in our world and it's a good I think it's a good film to help our kids grow and learn and I think that's an important element to films as well I think Mary and Max is a wonderful inclusion I when I, I was bawling like a small child the first time I saw this it was streaming on Netflix for a while when I first saw it. I'm not sure if it's there anymore um Eric Banana's there Eric Banana is there and Tony Collette is there and Eric Banana using his actual accent there and you you're go. just like that's Eric Banana this is one of my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman performances. It's good. It's mm -hmm. this is a really wonderful movie. Um, the film is not rated, so there's no rating on it. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's not rated by the MPAA. Yes. I wonder if Australia rated it, but yeah. Before you show it to the kid, watch it. Watch it again. I'm not sure. What I was there is, is there swearing in it? I don't think there is. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, at least there are some older themes, but yeah, absolutely. Cause like, I know that her mom, Mary's mom is like an alcoholic who I think like dies of alcohol poisoning or she takes sleeping pills and alcohol. There's a lot of things happening. Yeah. Anyways, Josh, what's your number two? My number two is uh, another like a film. We talked about Kubo a little bit. Uh, and so it's Paranorman. Paranorman is a film that I don't know 
was not made for me. There are some films out there that are like, ooh, this is made for you. This was not made for me, and yet I love this film to There are death. some films that are made for you, and you still don't like them. That's fair. It's called like, Highlander. It's called Highlander. <laughs> yes. There's only one of those, though, right? Highlander? No, because we're going to pair it with Endgame. Oh, fair. Yeah. Highlander, or uh, Avengers Endgame? Highlander, Highlander Endgame. Endgame. It's where Connor McCloud and Duncan McCloud join forces i'm pretty sure it showed on sci-fi it will be very hard to actually find a copy of it uh, but it's what we're doing so <laughs> is it josh you i'm you gonna st- pencil it in josh you stated what the list was for avengers endgame when we started the podcast so i'm pretty sure that's what we're gonna do what if you don't know by now is it is it, is it superhero movies yeah oh okay because we can't Kylie, we can't do the obvious lists early. <laughs> fair, you fair enough. You sounded a little too Keanu there. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. That's okay. No, I can be no. Keanu. What? Hey. <laughs> Whoa. We can't do the obvious list early, Kylie. Gotta wait. <laughs> For when we're out of ideas. I know Kung Fu. Paranorman is... <laughs> you're good. You're fine. I love that this movie exists and that it's out there in the world and that it takes a lot of these ideas that of like low budget schlocky horror movies and turns it on its head to give it this really kind of sweet heart about what these characters are and what they're going through. I think that Paranorman is a film that surprised me the first time that I watched it. Now, what's not surprising is that Leica made a gorgeously animated film. It is. There's this one shot in there in particular where um, Norman is going over to Mr. Pendergast's house for the first time. And it follows him. It follows Norman off the street behind him and then up to reveal this spooky haunted house and it's just one of those shots where you're like this is amazing that this is done with claymation and that it's so cinematic and yet it's also so beautiful the way they animate the sky and the way they animate the the kind of zombies and the and the witch characters as they come to life and it, it's just gorgeous to look at and on top of that it's this beautifully touching story of Norman finding who he is and where he belongs in his world and then also his family learning to accept Norman for who he is and I think that that's an underrepresented element in a lot of children's film is that there is the actual arc in this that the family is trying to figure out who they are what Norman is to them as well it's also a fun thing about people in the afterlife and their their ways of moving on I think the vocal performances are all wonderful and funny the the friendship between Norman and his uh friend Neil is one of my favorite things that's ever been it's super cute and super fun this movie is just great and then if you happen to love the kind of halloweeny horror aspects that there are in there they they add those in really well too yeah i like paranormal good times i haven't seen a single film on your list nice uh, i think you'd enjoy paranormal i think you'd enjoy most of like this films but yeah paranormal in particular i've only not seen that in box trolls box trolls i like too box trolls might be like secretly the uh, box rolls is also like it does great work like they do box rolls is beautiful as well honorable mentions honorable mentions your name charlotte's web song of the sea 
Hotel Transylvania into the Spider Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Akira Caroli- Coraline a, a town called Panic Paprika My Life as a Zucchini when Marnie was there and Loving Vincent. Uh, Charlotte's Web, the 70s version, Prince of Egypt, Book of Life, Chipmunk Adventure, The Last Unicorn, The Secret of Nem, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, Cats Don't Dance, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, Kubo and the Two Strings, Shaun the Sheep the Movie, Wallace and Gromit the Crystal Ware Rabbit, and The Secret of Kells. This is the last time I'll talk about this film. Ever? This will be the end. Is it going into the penalty box? Probably. I probably should stop talking about it. But I only talk about one thing. I always just talk about you are forgiven. Like, I literally don't talk about anything else in this film. Well, now you can talk about all the other elements. (laughs) Yeah, but you are forgiven. (laughs) So everyone knows. Probably not everyone. No one knows this film. (laughs) This a stick figure named Bill. <laughs> it's such a beautiful day. Uh, so it's such a beautiful day is this film by Don Hertzfeldt, who came out with a short film a few years ago called World of Tomorrow, which like people like gushed over because they're like, whoa, it's so simplistic, but it's like tapping into our feelers and everything, and we just love it. And I'm like, yeah, because it's great, good times, but. It's Such a Beautiful Day is a a film that's essentially about an ordinary, our ordinariness in this world, but how we deal with that. And we follow this stick figure named Bill, uh, who Bill is essentially been, is essentially dying throughout this film. And we're just watching him come to terms with it all. And just like, how do we deal with our own mortality and our own death because we will all eventually die but it's such a it's a it's a concept that many people don't come to terms with ever in their life uh which is which is what this film just explores it's it's exploring bill going out throughout the his process throughout the life and as bill's journey con- continues his mind is deteriorating throughout because it's it's never directly stated uh, what he is diagnosed with, but he is just slowly, um, his mind is just slowly getting further and further. Uh, and it's such a beautiful day is you just care so much about this poor little stick figure who doesn't have any lines. Like, it's all being narrated by Don Hertzfeldt, but you just are, like, so sad. And, like, they use, like, ironic humor throughout it. There aren't any real jokey jokes, but, like, there's moments of levity because that's what life is. And every time uh, a tragedy happens in my life, I always watch It's Such a Beautiful Day because it's just a way to come to terms with everything that will happen. And Bill will continue. Thanks. Now we'll continue. It's six. It's a brief sixty-two minutes. A brief sixty-two minutes. It's just barely feature length. <laughs> it's on my. It's my number six on my one hundred nice. favorite film. Uh, I do need to watch this. I will say that when um, his other film, World of Tomorrow, came out, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, World of Tomorrow is great." 
but you need to go watch. <laughs> it's such a beautiful day. Like it, it's that was a lot of the conversation that was about, and th- and I appreciate that. I've still not. I still need to see it. I don't know if I there's a way to if it's streaming anywhere or not. Sure, there is. What's where? What is the way? <laughs> you so you call your friend Kylie and be like, "Can I borrow your DVD?" <laughs> you just try really hard, and you'll find it. Um. I don't like it's very so the film is made up of three short films it was I don't think it was ever released in a theater I don't think I think Don Hertzville owns it but he doesn't like I don't think a studio I don't know if a studio when owns it. when um the world of tomorrow was was a big deal it was also streaming on Netflix mm-hmm. but I don't know if it still is or not but Someday we'll find out. Someday. It's very hard to determine because whenever you pull up Netflix, they start playing trailers that make sound and it's annoying as crap. Yeah. I don't mind Netflix if you're going to play the trailer. I just, like, let me have the option of the sound. So, Josh? Yeah. What's your number one? My number one is a film about dinosaurs. (laughs) Listeners, Kylie did a heavy sigh. She rolled her eyes. She uh, cocked her head. She's currently has hand in head scratching and is now looking at her computer because she is... See, that that kind of excitement is <laughs> like that's part of the problem. That's why Jurassic World is number 4 for 2018 movies. That's in box office? Yes. Well, at least it's not number 1. Guys, but dinosaurs are so much fun. Like, I don't even know. They're just You unlocked crazy. a secret list. Oh no! What list did I unlock? Alright, Josh, we're gonna skip the first four, because they're easy. <laughs> we're gonna do the top the top ten highest grossing films that are dinosaur films that aren't Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic Park, or Lost World Jurassic Park. Alright. Jurassic 3 is still in play. <laughs> okay, Jurassic Park 3. Number 2. Okay, perfect. Actually, I just want you to name all the rest of these. That You don't need to name the last one. It's called Flying Monsters. Never heard of it. Okay, great. I so, haven't heard of several of these. Numbers We're gonna get there. Four, <laughs> 14 of the 5 through 14. 5 through 14. Okay, here we go. So Jurassic Park 3 was number 6. I'm going to go with uh, Disney's Dinosaur. Number 7. I'm going to go with The Land Before Time. Number 10. Okay. Were any of the other Land Before Time sequels that don't exist released in the theaters? Therefore on this list? Good. Awesome. Perfect. Nope. Nope. Okay. Oh, other dinosaur films. We're back a dinosaur story. Number 14. Yeah! <laughs> okay. Um, come on, universe. Uh, walking with Dinosaurs? Very good. That's number 11. Okay. There's one, there's one of these I have never heard of. Oh, okay. Okay? If you want it, I'll just give it to you. Okay, what is it? Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. Great. Would have never got that. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Now, there, there's another one. You gotta swear. Th- <laughs> I didn't know this was a movie. Oh, okay. But I know the titular character. You didn't know it was a movie, but you know the titular character. So I suggest you start thinking about famous dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Barney! Barney! It's Barney. a stupid Barney movie. Barney's Great Adventure. Okay, great. Phew, okay. Okay, so you need five, eight, nine... 
Five, eight, nine. Five, eight, and nine. Um, oh, sorry, Barney was number 13. Okay. Barney was number 13. Okay. okay, five, eight, and nine. Doing well so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's only 15 films, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> if you name a dinosaur film, good chance it's on the list. Okay. Other films about dinosaurs. You are don't they, own okay. them. Are, are they... You own one of them. Oh. You might own two of them. Okay. You like stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that you're stupid. Is I'm it, saying that sometimes there are things that are stupid. Is one of them like 10,000 BC? Like one, like a movie that's like got dinosaurs in it, but it's not necessarily about dinosaurs? It's not 10,000 BC, but I assume that this is not about dinosaurs, but there are dinosaurs in it. It's not Aquaman either. I know that there are dinosaurs in that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to Jurassic World. <laughs> Is there one that's like a date? Year one. No. No. Um, okay. Who? Um, I can give you a star. All right. Give the me... poster has a giant dinosaur on it. Okay. Will Ferrell. Oh, Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Totally own that sucker. Is it? A, that was the one that is yep. a stupid thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kay. Um, so you're, you're, you're two away. You need five and you need eight. All right, I'm going to need some hints. Um, you own one of them. <laughs> Let me just look. <laughs> I don't think you like this. I think Anne likes this film more than you like this film. So Anne owns this movie. What do you mean you own it? <laughs> okay, okay. No, this is, this is a, this is like, I, I need to complete the collection. Oh, gosh. It's not a Coen Brothers film. The Good Dinosaur. Very the good. good Dinosaur. Oh man, I'm stupid. Okay, <laughs> you're not. Okay, you got that. <laughs> but that's definitely a Josh Jones. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. Hmm. How? I mean, like iconic. <laughs> what iconic one am I missing? <laughs> you don't own this. It might be the fourth or fifth or third. Or second in a franchise? Transformers no. Age of Extinction. <laughs> no. We're not counting Dinobots. No. <laughs> I understand, though, where you got that from. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I mean, like... <laughs> Somewhere if in a franchise. John Leguizamo might be in it. Ice Age? Which Ice Age? Uh, All of them? That's for you to decide. Oh. <laughs> Hint, dinosaurs in it. <laughs> Two? Ice Age. Dino- Dawn of dinosaurs. the Dawn Dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Uh, I would have never got there. That's okay. But John Leguizamo <laughs> got yeah, John Leguizamo got me to Ice Age. Yep. <laughs> Show some respect. He's Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, great. That was a good list. Okay, did you do your number one? No, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) You just broke in. You're like, list unlocked. (laughs) See, I haven't seen these films, so I'm just like spacing out. So the only Land Before Time there has ever been, the singular only one, there's only one of them, and it was this one released in the theaters in the 80s. And I said we'd get back to Don Bluth 80s animated films, and here we are. We're back. Uh, it was either this or... No, you're not doing We're Back. No. <laughs> Fair. 
<laughs> it was either this or um, Secret of Nim as to which one would make my list. And while I do love the Secret of Nim and think the animation in there is gorgeous and stunning, the film to me that was the most personal, I guess, so therefore it's the why it's not my, on my list, is The Land Before Time. Watching this film as a kid just made, like, this and Jurassic Park were like, love dinosaurs. They're so amazing. And I feel like this is the reason why there was, like, a resurgence of dinosaur culture in the 90s. Because we were all like, yeah, dinosaurs are really cool, everybody. But just watching this film and its opening sequence, which is so heartbreaking and so, you're just so on board with Littlefoot and you know what his journey is. And then he meets his friends of Sarah and Petrie and Ducky and their friendships are super sweet and super wonderful. And it's just this epic adventure told on the scale of these kids. It's taking that Spielberg formula of kids on an adventure. These kids just happen to be dinosaurs. And... To me, it makes sense as to why there's definitely not a million sequels to this movie that don't exist ever, because these characters are so lovable that you just want to spend so much time with them. And if the sequels that don't exist had been given time time and attention and love the way that this one has been, I'm sure that these sequels that don't exist would have been good, and they wouldn't have had to have been forced to be dumb musicals. However, this first one is not only emotional and not only full of great characters, it's also, I think, Don Bluth at the peak of his animation skills. And, and to watch this film is just a visual treat and stunning. And The Land Before Time. At some point, I will probably make Kylie watch The Land Before Time. I don't know what that time is, but we'll get there. Maybe with the next dinosaur movie that comes out. Jurassic World 3, The Which, Land Before Time. I have a question. Yes. Because I don't know anything about dinosaurs. Okay. So uh, Most of my knowledge comes from movies. I'm so. going to say a sentence. Okay. And I want you to say true or false. Okay. The Megalodon is a dinosaur. True? Why isn't the Meg on that list? Come on, box office, Mojo. Oh, yeah, jeez. <gasps> I think Meg... Because, okay, I think it's the it's because of Megalodon... The Meg's mythology of a Megalodon mm-hmm. is that it... A dragon? It's... I don't think it's a dinosaur in their mythology. It's some sort of like sea shark. creature. It's more like a shark that was trapped in the o- in the middle of the earth. We stand a legend. We sit a legend. It's not. They're not standing. They might. They might kneel a legend. Let's just be honest. All right. Great. Land before time. Right there. My numero uno. Any uh, any final thoughts over there? I didn't see a single one of your films. Great. You've seen... Two? Most of my films, haven't you? Go through your list again. Oh, you've seen three. Sean Sheep, Kubo, Mary Max. Yes. I haven't seen your one and your five. Yeah. Yeah. They're weird. That's okay. They're They're good. stick figures. Yeah. That's all you need. You ready for the Planet Hollywood game? (sighs) (laughs) Uh, This one was made for you. Name Star Wars characters. Uh, Luke, Leia, Chewie, R2, Boba, Django, Boba. Oh shit! You already (laughs) named him. I did. (laughs) (sighs) There we go. I was trying to think of women. (laughs) (laughs) I got Leia. I took. I took out your main one. Uh, TC14. Amadea. Queen Amadea? Amadala? Amadala? Padme? Sand! Is sand a character? No, it's just a conflict. (laughs) 
Kylie, I want to say something. Without taking them out... We're almost done? I think we're maybe halfway through. No, we're not. There's a lot up in here. Yeah, I lied. No. Do you even, like, want to be my friend anymore? Okay, this is what we've no. done. <laughs> this is how many are left. When are you going to... <laughs> when are you going to Disneyland? Don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> Don't let people know you're out of town. One, two... No, three. Josh, Josh. <laughs> hey... Hey friends, if you want to join this conversation, and why wouldn't you? You can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, where you can leave a five-star review or any star review, and we will read it out here on the podcast. You can uh, also hit that subscribe button. helps us get new listeners. Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcasts. You can find us on YouTube at... Ducks Watch Together. Tumblers. Letterboxd. R-B-A-C-T and Kylie Gallisher. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I've been a fan of dinosaurs. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.